When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Mike, who's going to the Wild Game on Monday? We are sending Amber Blue to the Wild Game. She's Amber. from Cross Plains. Congratulations, her. Awesome. Where's she from? Scotch Plains? Uh, Cross uh, Plains. Or, sorry. Cir- wow, where did that come from? Circle Pines. Sorry. Did someone <laughs> did Mike say Scotch CP. Plains? No, I said uh, Circle or, uh, Circle Pines. Yeah, Circle Pines is where it was. So Is there a Scotch Plains, Minnesota? Um I believe that's a Wisconsin uh, uh, city and I was yeah, it's a Mike, you went back sports, to your past. It's a high school you? sports thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Scotch Plains Bulldogs, man. They're going down, bro. Plains. That's in New Jersey. Uh, Cross Plains is actually what I said. And that is um, indeed a Wisconsin town that I cover sports for. But there's That's a funny. about that. No, Scotch Plains, New Jersey, is that what you're saying? That yeah. is a thing? Yeah. Nice. Right? Maybe that's we were just talking about whiskey. From. Yeah. Scotch. Oh, I see what you did, Steve. Donna. Oh, that's great. I'm Working a with a woman as quick as you has been really one of the joys of my career. Thank you. I'm going to say words now. Okay. There are people. Yesterday, you had an interesting list of people who auditioned for American Idol. Yes, and didn't get through. And went on to be quite successful. Absolutely. I will now read you some names of people who auditioned for Saturday Night Live. Okay. Didn't get through, and went on to be quite successful. Start with the woman of the moment, Jennifer Coolidge. Wow, I'm really surprised by that. She tried out in 1995 with Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry, the aforementioned Chris Kattan. Four years later, she was on her way after appearing as Stifler's mom in American Pie. She was also in Legally Blonde or Election, one of those? I think it was Legally Blonde. Thanks. I think... I can usually tell this early on in a list if I'm going to need a transition, and I think I will need something. So you can determine what it will be, but I'm thinking clapping or Nah, we're going to go, let's make a list. All right. Or let's read a list. Okay. What about keep reading that list? That's too many syllables. He reads that list. He reads that list. Jim Carrey, he auditioned in 1980 when he was 18 years old. It would be another 10 years before he blew up on In Living Color, where he had sketches when I was a kid that I watched that made me think I didn't even know it was possible for someone to be as funny as he. When I saw Fire Marshal Bill for the first time, I couldn't believe it. He played a character in In, in Living Color, Jim Carrey did, where he was a 
pedestrian, a passerbyer, who happened to realize that they were doing a live news report in front of him. <laughs> and he would put then on display, and it would ascend throughout the sketch, his physical comedy. And was doing things like realizing he was on and got so animated in the background. It was unbelievably funny to me as a kid. What year are you talking about, maybe? Well, it's 1990 that he uh, went on and live in color. Okay, that's about the time that I saw his stand-up routine when I was living in Atlanta. And he was just, like, brand new, still, you know, pounding the pavement. Mm. So it must have been right about the time he got the gig. I felt the same way. I was like, I have never heard of this guy. He is one of the funniest comics I've ever seen in my life. Very Jerry Lewis-like, you know, in his physical comedy. Right. That's what my mom used to say. Un- unbelievable. That's not a dis- I wasn't meaning that as an age diss. It's just an observation. You have always been, to me, a cool aunt. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I'm the one s- who lets you smoke pot. For sure. When your mom and dad are at the play. If you guys are going to drink, why don't we drink here together? <laughs> I have some lemoncello. <laughs> Lisa Kudrow tried out for Wait. Saturday Night Live. He reads a list. Thank you. I feel like I had to get on to the next one because I fear I may have insulted you. You did. Lisa Kudrow tried out in 1990. Three years later, she was cast as Ursula on Mad About You, which led to her playing Ursula's sister, Phoebe, on Friends. Wait, I didn't know there was a connection between Ursula and Phoebe. Yeah, and Ursula came first on Mad About You, and then Phoebe would reference Ursula, her sister, on Friends, and then they had some crossover episodes. What? Were they twin sisters? They were. Okay. I did not know that. He reads a list. Gina Davis auditioned in 1984 between her gigs in Tootsie and The Fly. I don't see her as a comedic actress. Neither did Lorne Michaels. (laughs) He reads a list. Zach Galifianakis tried out in 1999, sneaking in just before Y2K. He ended up writing for the show for two weeks. What I remember is when Zach Galifianakis, after The Hangover, got to host Saturday Night Live, his monologue, I remember it being very funny. I forget any of the jokes that he made, except for when he said, stick around, Hoopastank is here tonight. And they, in (laughs) fact, were not there (laughs) I love that. I always reference Hoobastank. You know oh, why? Hooba, yeah, that's right. Hoobastank. Hoobastank. Mm-hmm. You're correct. I was correcting myself. There's a poster out in the hallway. There sure is. And every time I pass it, I just think, whatever happened to those guys? Hoobastank, And yeah. I'm like, coming up next on the Big 93, Hoobastank. <laughs> Stick around for Hoobastank. He reads a list. David Cross failed his audition in 1992, which was an awesome thing you could argue for comedy because he went on to co-create the far more brilliant, some would say, Mr. Show with Bob Odenkirk. Never seen it. Moving on. Uh, He's reading a list. (laughs) 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 Tiffany Haddish tried out for Saturday Night Live and did not get the part in 2013. Hit me again. He reads a list. Kevin Hart auditioned in the early 2000s. Before becoming one of the biggest stand-ups of all time. 
He reads a list. Ellie Kemper tried out in 2008, a year before she got The Office, which she was wonderful in. He's reading a list. It's the last one, so if you could do it a little. He reads a list. He reads a list. Stephen Colbert auditioned. He reads a list. It's eleven eleven. Make a wish, and when I said that, it was eleven eleven eleven. Donna, I, mean, I know, I saw that. What? I witnessed it at the same time you were thinking it. Also, how do we get Rocco to stop sending us texts that say it's eleven eleven? Or can I get off of that thread? I don't know. He'll just send a gif. It's eleven eleven, which makes me think he's staring wide eyed and bloodshot. <laughs> it's eleven seven. He's just waiting for it for hours. It's eleven eleven. Then he's just waiting for the response. Speaking of hookah, Stephen Colbert auditioned in 1992. Yeah. You think Rocco... Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, has interacted with a hookah today. Not today. I don't think so. But you know, when he does that, I just do the heart emoji. Although, I have a friend who told me she hates the thumbs up symbol. I go, why? She's like, it just, it, it's kind of like when you say, sure, which I don't yeah. get either. We had a, yeah, we Let's went through the conversation. This. Let's come back with a little bit of this and then we'll get to a couple of studies. Yeah, it had to do with varying levels of affirmative responses, but it turns out some affirmative responses mean different things to different people. Yeah, and it's hard to know. We'll like, get into it. Okay. When we come back, it's All Donna right. and Steve on my talk. Woo, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Happy Thursday. What's up? We're back. Sure. Donna and Steve. Trying to be enthusiastic since none of us <clears throat> feel well. Oh, yeah. Well, we started the show by listing off our physical ailments. Donna had a root canal. The only way you'll find out is if you talk to her for a second. <laughs> I have chronic neck pain. I deal with it every day, yet I come out and perform for you all. Don't forget about my shoulder. I can't lift my arm. Oh. I have to, like, help it up, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Donna is, um, when I suggested that she go and see, what do they call it, medical professionals? She said... I'm going to get some fabric to, to make my own sling. She was not interested in me mansplaining how to take care of an injured shoulder. Don't forget about your dandruff. I have dandruff. I have chronic dandruff. People and are sending have... us emails that just say, my leg hurts. <laughs> And it's fine. And we are we embrace here it. for the people. Um, anyway, so you can send us what your ailment is. And we're happy that you're tuning in despite all of your pain. Okay, so here's the sitch. Right. I have been told I'm not allowed to say okay with a period in a text message. Super aggressive. I mean, it's all lowercase. I mean, how mad Even could I be? Even worse. Oh, my gosh. It, it, like, it, because if you do all lowercase... Caps lock, we all know. Now we're yelling and there's no re- need to raise our voices. But all lowercase, it almost feels like you had to turn off the capital on the first one. And you're just <laughs> going to show them, like, whatever. The period is essentially 
the text message punctuation equivalent of the middle finger. Okay, see, no, I have a problem when I'm sending like, you know, four sentences. I don't want to use an exclamation point after every single Sentence. Listen, you're not writing a, a novel. This is not some oh, sort of a, okay, no. It's not some I'll sort of a high see. school. I make uh, all the rules. No, I'm just saying it's not a high school writing assessment. When in doubt, exclaim. Put an exclamation or point dot, at the dot, end dot, or something. Like, okay, so yeah, my friend Amy says that it really bugs her when I use the thumbs up emoji. Really? Like, hey, I'll be there in a half an hour, and I just write thumbs up. You know, just the icon thing. And she'll be like, D, dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, what? And I feel good about the thumbs up. I feel good about the thumbs up, too. The other thing is I'm not allowed to say sure. I am not either. My wife said that when I text her the word sure, so for instance, I'm heading home and she says, Hey, I have a uh, a doctor's appointment. Can you swing by Target? There's a pickup order. And then I say, sure. Which to S-U-R-E me, without any punctuation. I'm not, I'm not a serial killer like right. you. I'm not going to put it with a period at the okay, end. Okay, but here's the deal. When I read sure, I take that as like the nicest reaction. Like, oh, sure. That's how I felt, too. She hears it more like a... Okay, sure. sure. Yeah. Whereas I hate the F word, fine. We don't even let our kids say it. The, Re- the, what? Fine is not a response. Oh, fine, sure. Fine. Yeah, no, we let them say the other F word. But if, as long as they use it in context and it's comedic. But fine, we don't let happen. It's Because I believe that the word fine, when someone is asking you to do something, it is that is a word that is rooted or rooted, if you grew up up north, in disrespect. Okay, I, I think also when, let's just say you ask your boss a question and, and she responds or he responds, that's fine. That... It also has the same kind of feel to it. I used to work with somebody, and this person would often respond to things in an email with, that's fine. So you could say something like, hey, I think maybe we could do this and do that, and this would be a fun thing. And then the person would say, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't sound... and, And they meant it in an agreeable way. And there was actually a day that I went and started penning an email... And I wrote a full email and said, hey, here, I just want to give you some feedback that when you say find some, it might deflate somebody a little bit if they think they're pitching an idea to you and it's met with that fine. Even though I know you mean that as an affirmative response, someone will hear that and especially without tone. Because if I said it in person, like, yeah, that's fine. Then you're like, okay, great. I got the green light in an email or a text. That's fine. It's like, what did I do to offend you? Yeah. Or- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Like, can I take tomorrow off because, you know, I have surgery? That's fine. <laughs> Whereas they probably mean, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Mike, do you have a thing like that? That 
It's a pet peeve? Yeah, so Sarah and I, that's, she's reads text messages more negatively, and I read them more positively. There's a pessimist <laughs> and an optimist thing going on right there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, so, yeah, it is frustrating when I'm like, I read a message she got from her parents, and it's like, man, they're really upset about this. I'm like, no, they're not. They just completely agreed with you. And she's like, no, you can tell that they're really upset right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? It looks completely normal. Oh, that's yeah, it's funny. Awful. It does say a lot about the reader. Correct. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do. I read tone into people's text all the time, emails, all of it. And I mean, I have wasted so much time by writing in a tone because then I ought not to just stop at the tone. Because then once I've derived what I believe their tone was in the text, then I spend the next five or ten minutes casually in and out thinking of the other things that that rugged response must have been rooted in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we overthink things. Because it's hard. We don't talk on the phone anymore. We just You say it's hard out there for who, Donna? For a pimp. Let's go to the phones. All righty. We'll just goot and tog this. Don't worry about it, We'll take it cold. We don't care. Um, Hi there. Line one, you are suddenly on the radio. What's your name? Hi. um, My name is Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Um, So what's what's your thing? I didn't even know that I was going to get through, but I I am just calling because I can't stand it when people just give me the letter K. Oh, sure. Sure. What is it about that? An OK feels better to you, but a solo K hurts. Why? Yeah, because I, I, I sometimes can be a little bit much. <laughs> so I think that they're trying to bring me down a little bit and keep me level, you know. like. Oh, oh. so you read the K almost Simmer. as like a calm down. Simmer down, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I hear that. Listen, you're safe here. This is a safe place. Yeah, we accept Sharon. You. K. We love you, Sharon. <laughs> Bye, hey, Sharon. hey, that didn't feel good. Bye, you, have a great day. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got their thing, you know? Yeah, we got our things. Everyone's got their things, man. By the way, Betsy called right before and said, if you don't go to the doctor, she is going to be very mad at you. Okay, I am. She says there's five different things that if you try to immobilize your shoulder yourself, it's going to end up being frozen and you're going to have extremely bad issues with it. I keep hearing about the frozen thing. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Do I have to go to an orthopedic guy or I said this to her a couple weeks ago and then there was a woman, soup soup and sitters, who came in and they're like, oh yeah, you should get that checked out. And Donna was like, oh, okay, I will. Thank you. That's great. That's good to hear. Okay, let me tell you something My eyes are falling out of my head like, wait a minute. Steve does the same thing with our boss. I'll, I'll say something like, hey, it'll be something technical behind the scenes kind of thing that I just know from being in radio for 36 years. And Steve will be like, no, I think it's better to be more authentic and blah, blah, blah. We'll have a show meeting with our boss. She'll say the same exact thing I did. And he's like, you know, that's a really great idea. I never thought of that before. And I'm like, oh, up yours. Hey, hey. Hey. Donna. Sorry, it was all in lowercase. Up yours. Keep your K-102 language to yourself. <gasps> Rude. Did I you that's who you used to do work that? for. I don't know. All right, I'm going to go. Right. Uh, hey, Rocco's in next. We're going to do something. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Where talk is fun. Before we do anything, I just want to remind people about the live radio play to benefit Spare Key. You're familiar with them, right, Steve? Love Spare Key. Yeah. They're fantastic. So this is, it's a wonderful life, a live radio play, and you can get your tickets to performances December 1st through the 23rd at St. Paul Hotel in the Promenade Ballroom. I love the St. Paul Hotel. They're yeah. going to have uh, a three-course luncheon. 
uh, for afternoon performances and then a three-course dinner for evening performances. Um, And there's going to be a special performance on December 16th in person, or you could hear it aired live on My Talk 1071 at 7 p.m. presented by Highway Credit Union. That's Friday, December 16th. Again, tune in for that. It's a Wonderful Life, a live radio play celebrating its 16th season at the St. Paul Hotel. Book your seats now online at stpaulhotel.com. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> get we, your cloppers loose. Because DJ Rock Lobster's in the house. It is Rock O'Clock. Or, actually, what I'm calling today no. is because uh, basically I'm going to come on every day on your show at 1130. Yeah, yeah boy. Yeah, boy. Um, I thought today, yeah, instead boy. of the throw, uh, what do we call it? Throwback Thursday? Yeah. Yes. Let's do something called uh, Thurk Shop. Thurk Say shop. it again. Thurk Shop. Like it's, we're going to workshop things on Thursday. Oh. That might be what Donna calls try hard, but um, I like it. I'm going <laughs> okay. to like it. Okay, all right. Thurk Shop it is. And maybe we won't, won't need to do it very much because we're going to knock it out of the park and you'll be like, yes, that's our and if new we, segment. If we like it and we just keep doing it every Thursday, it's kind of a Thurk Trap. Yes, it is. That's great. So I've worked out a couple things that I sort of want to try, see if you guys, see if you guys like, because we're talking about maybe replacing some things. Yeah. You yeah. Know, maybe yeah. Money, Monday's Money gone. Monday's about to get blowed to bleep up. Yeah. Um, I feel good about that. I don't know. So what do you guys want to hear HF or BSBD? Uh, Shoot, Doc. Hang I'm going to go Donna. with the second. Don't rush. I'm rushing. You want BSBD? Yes. Okay. Um, right. This is something I've been working on for a while. Uh, my in the eighties, <laughs> in the eighties, my oh. dad was a doctor down in Champaign, Illinois, and one day they asked him, "Hey, we need a doctor to be backstage at this concert." Um, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll do it. I love you know." He's been always been a pop music fan, real music head, and he's like, mm. and he always likes taking extra gigs. So he's like, "Sure, why not?" He basically spent a decade being the backstage doctor for rock and roll shows in the 80s. And he has a, a treasure trove of stories. Ooh. And now, this, yes. The B, because you said backstage doctor, but just to be clear, yeah. BSBD, can you fill in the second B? Um, he was, in fact, a butt doctor. But he wasn't By doing trade. proctology exams backstage. No, he really didn't. Um, you don't hear, none of his stories really involve uh, rectums. Um, which is a shame for this show. <laughs> <It's a> shame. <laughs> I don't know about a shame. Um, and you know, I'm going to preface this by saying, you know, my dad's like uh, 74 or whatever. So let's take uh, this story with a grain of salt. Here it is, episode one. Oh my god! Oh, oh wait, back- we're yes. going to hear from your dad? Oh yeah, I've got it all oh produced and everything. Here it is, a backstage butt doctor, episode one. Backstage butt doctor. <laughs> Your stories, please. Backstage by Doctor. From the mid-80s. What is today's topic? Uh, Johnny Cash. Okay. Oh when did you uh, take care of Johnny Cash? Uh, sometime in the late 80s, I think. And I was... I was called in to take one of take care of one of his guitarists. So I took care of him, and he said, "Could you stay and see Mr. Cash? He wants to see the doctor." I said, "Sure, I'll stay." So I stayed in this room, and waited about three or four minutes. And the door opens up, and in walks the man in black, Johnny Cash. He's all in black, 
and he has a, a white shirt on and no tie, and he looks terrible. His eyes are swollen, his hands are swollen, his face is swollen, he's got bloodshot eyes, he's got a slight tremor, and he looks bad. I said to him, Mr. Cash, what can I do for you? He says, Doc, I need you to write me a prescription for sleeping pills. And I said, sir, I feel uncomfortable writing you a, a, a prescription for sleeping pills because I don't know you. And I said, when is your tour done? He says, tomorrow is our last night. And I said, how about this? How about if I write a prescription for two? One for tonight and one for tomorrow. And when you get back to LA, you can have your own doctor said. He says, fine. So I'm writing down his name on the prescription pad and I asked him for his date of birth. And I said, Mr. Cash, can I tell you something personal? And he says, yeah, Doc. And he says, you look like <laughs> and he said, Doc, I feel like And two weeks after he finished his tour, he checked himself in to Betty Ford for alcohol and drug abuse. Oh my Amazing, gosh. huh? Wow. And I didn't get any part in the movie. <laughs> That's wow. amazing. Yes. There it is. There it is. There it is. Wow. Is there outro as well? That's it, yes. plays on the way out, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a... So he dealt with some, your dad, the backstage butt doctor, Yeah. dealt with some real deal celebrities. Yeah. He was telling me, you know, in case this uh, gets, you know, beyond workshop, in case we take this to Broadway, uh, he was telling me some stories about how he was backstage with the... Uh, at one point on the couch was Bruce Springsteen, Clarence Clemens, and little Steven, and they all had thermometers in their mouths. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, he wow. might, we might hear a story about him uh, going to an after party at Eddie Murphy's hotel room. We oh. might hear a story about Hall & Oates renting out a tennis court. Okay, oh hold on. <laughs> How many episodes do you foresee? I mean, I could maybe do, I don't know, 12 to 20? I don't know. Anything. Really? I don't know. All right, I vote for this one as we... Do we stand... Shop. Is there any sort of um, legal hot water that we could get into? You know, we talked to B. Arthur a little bit about it. She didn't seem too concerned. Okay. But like I said, like uh, maybe... I don't know. There it is. Well, just we'll just keep your dad anonymous. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Protect the doctor. <laughs> and he wasn't talking about the real Johnny Cash. It was no. uh, oh, some yeah, guy named John Johnny. Cash. That's right. Yeah. Don't be so close-minded. Des Moines. Um, wow. All right. Here is um, segment two. I'm on a workshop today. You ready for this? Yes. Okay. What, what are you, an ironic hipster? hipster? It's Jonathan Juhas in the 5 Eyewitness News Weather Center. Looks like we got an El Rocco rolling in. Hold on to your beards. It's the hipster forecast. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Hipster forecast, yes. Pulling strings. I did. With I the dropped your name. Of meteorology. I dropped your name, um, and yeah, we worked that out with Mr. Yuhas. So then, what happens? So then, I would maybe <laughs> tell you about cool things going on around town that maybe you're not cool enough to to maybe be interested in yeah, until I like until I educate you on it, and then you'll be like. Yeah. Oh, I might want to check that out. Mm, power moves. Yes. I like yeah, I like it. it. I don't okay. know. And it's maybe not necessarily for you two, because I think you two are stuck in your ways. Yeah, but maybe there's some cool people out there. That's who um, we're talking to. And I think we should, when I say hipster, I am 50. So this is like aging hipster. This is like Gen X hipster. I'm sure. not like 23 going to some, you know, basement speakeasy where they, you know, serve olive brine, you know, cocktails. No, that or actually sounds like 
right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds cool. So uh, here's okay. how it would go. Like to, um, we got uh, a, a couple uh, big shows this weekend that aging Gen X hipsters like me would be into. Okay. Um, tomorrow night at the First Avenue Main Room is uh, the Lemonheads with Juliana Hatfield. Ooh. Um, they're Who gonna, are the Lemonheads? I will tell you. See, they are celebrating the 30th anniversary of their album, It's a Shame About Ray. It sounded like this. I've never been too good. I think yeah. that'd be great. That sounds great. That album also had a cover mm. of uh, Simon and Garfunkel on it that you might have heard in Wayne's World 2 or The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. I guess he only lent it out to uh, alliterative movies with the W in it, but um, here's, here's how that sounded. Used to be in the band, then she kind of went solo. She did something kind of cool a couple years ago. She did a cover album of Olivia Newton-John before that was even cool, before Ms. Newton-John passed away. Uh, here's a little clip of that. Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean, the pilot episode. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, that's a good show. That, that would be good. Fun. Now, Saturday night, this one sold out at the Palace, but it's a band uh, you might have remembered. Uh, they had kind of a hit a few years ago with uh, this song, Float On. 2004, I Maybe think. I'm a hipster. You might I be think a hipster, so. Steve. Um, they are also doing an anniversary tour. It's the 25th anniversary of their album, The Lonesome Crowded West. That's the album I kind of first uh, liked of theirs, like in 97 or whatever. Eating well, you know, it's a little hipster. It also sounds like cool. this. Is, uh, yeah. That's at the Palace. Now, the this Pally. might be more your speed, Donna. Okay. Uh, have you heard of Lissy? Yes. She she sounds like this. This weekend, this Saturday? Uh, yes, Saturday. Same time. You're going to have to choose between this and Modest Mouse. Oh, no. Um, this is probably her highest charting song, Best Days. Dean and Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Yeah. Vibe. She also a had a minor hit covering um, uh, Fleetwood Mac. So there you go, Saturday night, First Avenue Main Room. Lissy, this concludes your hipster forecast. Wow. Thanks, Rocco. El Rocco was coming in. Yes. Um, I have a one last question before you go. Yes. For those who don't know, I have a buddy who texts in. He's in it doesn't know where the palace is. Sure. What would you say to him? That's in downtown St. Paul, kind of yes. right um, in the heart of downtown. Uh, is that by, by Rice? Meritage. Oh. oh, yeah, it's not far from, you know, you could walk there from Landmark Center, Rice Park, the X, that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, it's a cool, it's like a, a main floor is standing room only, and then they've got a balcony uh, that is uh, reserved seats. Okay. And it's owned by the First Ave people. Thanks, Rocco. Yeah, I don't know. We're just thirk shopping and stuff. We're thirk shopping, guys. You got to be open to it. We'll leave Rocco with this. Uh, You might be a hipster if your bike is older than you are. You might be a hipster. (laughs) That's good. Uh, If you pay more per pound for salt than for steak, you might be a hipster. Ooh, that's good. good. That's good. Anything else? Uh, Yeah, I had one, but then oh yeah, here, hang on, let me get to it. Um, If you come, this sounds like Rocco. I don't even know what this word means, to be honest. If you complain about gentrification while shopping at a Whole Foods slash Trader Joe's slash Sprouts, you might be a hipster. Rocco, is that you? Um, I don't shop at Whole Foods anymore. I don't like their CEO. He's he's uh... oh wow, yeah. Oh, okay, hipster all right. Move, Just, hipster yeah. Move. He hates leftists.
Oh, okay. All the right. Trader Joe's guy? No, the Whole, the Whole Foods, Foods guy. guy. The Whole Foods guy? Yeah. All right, Rocco. We All love right, you. We're so here. glad yeah. you're going to be here. Don't leave yet. We oh, want to yeah. give away a pair of tickets to the Wild taking on the Oilers on Monday, December 12th, 7 p.m. Make sure you can go. Caller 7 right now. Mike is going to take your call. 651-641-1071. Good luck. We'll be right back with the final stretch of the show. Stretch of the Donna and Steve Extravaganza on my talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Hey, uh, did we get a wiener? We did, Whitney, and she had to whisper because she was at work, but oh. she is going and she's from Red Wings. So, congratulations cool. to her. Cool. Nice. Ooh. Red Wing. Yes, cool. That's where it's at. Went to Red Wing last year around this time for an overnight stay. With some friends, and yes, I shared a room with them. Oh, nice. We had an overnight, a sleepover, if you will. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing better than the end of a night. You're on a trip with friends, and you just go into your own rooms. Hmm. It's so weird how we flip-flop on things, don't you think, Steve? Yeah. Like, that you, seems like something I would be weird about. Like, oh, I don't want anyone seeing me without makeup in the morning. Yeah. I'm not making breakfast. Yeah. But I will happily, you know, go out looking like, you know, I was just discovered in a dumpster to go get the mail. Whereas Donna will first put on some lipstick mm-hmm. to get the mail. Or a ski mask, whichever comes first. <laughs> Oh, you know, it's so cold. It's good for my skin. (laughs) Boy, ski masks. Talk about a well-intentioned invention Uh that cannot be met with anything but deep suspicion and fear. I almost think they're okay for skiing, but not for shopping. Yeah, you know, wasn't there a thing early in the pandemic, somewhere in the pandemic, where... People were wearing masks and then were robbing stores. But it was like, oh, we have a mask on, and so this is a great time to look less suspicious but still cover our identity. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky sitch. What, are you pro-ski mask? What's well, your problem? Go into your bank today in a ski mask. <laughs> say it's cold outside. And then see how they react, because I bet someone's going to hit a little button beneath the counter. I, You know, I've just recently started wearing hats when I'm outside for mm. more than like a half an hour. And I realize that all these years, half a century, mm. I have never been wearing a hat when I'm in the cold. And it keeps you so much warmer. It's incredible how if you just keep your ears covered, how much warmer you are. So I can't imagine going skiing wind blowing on your face and not having some kind of protective coating for your face so i totally get the ski mask i love it i have a couple of bald friends because this day and age legally you have to and they tell me about how cold it is and i've shaved my head before and the amount of heat that bald people lose out of their head is un believable and so when you put a hat on mike knows what i'm talking about you put a hat on if you step outside like the cold that you feel without any hair is crazy do you wear a hat outside mike oh yeah and a stocking cap every night to bed 
Because oh if God, not, it, it gets draft. So it's, it's drafty and cold and whatever. Wait. And it's yeah. <laughs> Do you have one of those old tiny <laughs> lamps? <laughs> the really long ones that's like come all the way down. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes, exactly. No, not that. Just a normal, you know. Yeah. Do like you carry a, a lantern cat. if you need to use the restroom in the middle of the night? <laughs> he wears Basically. a moo moo to mm-hmm. bed. Yes. Oh, I've got a beautiful vision. <laughs> that's really. He's sweet. in a onesie, yeah. you know, with the trap door in mm-hmm. the back. Okay, so just like a skull cap yeah, kind of skull thing. Yeah, skull cap okay. or just a you know stocking cap, beanie, whatever. Yeah. That is oh adorable. man. It's drafty. It's cold. It yeah, is. Yeah, I like being cold. Do you know my temperature in my house is sixty three or sixty four? Wow. And I cannot what? sleep with it even up one notch. It's Your utility bills must be so low in the winter funny you should say that they haven't been in the summer but we'll find out very that's because you're keeping it like a meat locker do you keep it that cold in the no, summer it's about 70 in the summer okay sorry i got upset it's okay steve no but 64 i i cannot stand being hot when i sleep especially that is so far away from hot you could turn it up a few degrees i really think and no you would be fine. i have like a really efficient furnace okay Okay. i know i do i like there must be i don't know what's happening i'm always hot and i'm beyond that hot flash situation i was with you i stood by you as your brother in arms during those microwave moments thank you you're like my best friend listen i support you and i have to say it but i get you what do you keep your temp at uh 68 sometimes it'll go up to down to 67 and it could go up to 70 or 71 if we need to heat it up. You know what our problem is? Thanks for asking. We have a very efficient gas fireplace. Same. That heats up the first floor. However, the basement and the top floor where the bedrooms are, aren't. So you could have it set at 68, and that fireplace will heat up the bottom floor to like 72, and it's a long time. And then you go into Dev's room, which is like above the garage. You can put me in there. <laughs> Okay. Speaking of meat, let's call and find out what the soup is today. Maybe oh. it's a meat-based soup. All right, this is going to be a quickie. Come down for moose soup after. Oh, we didn't. It's always a surprise. Oh no, it's mac and cheese. It's always a surprise. We've got about 45 seconds, okay? Yeah, we usually don't talk to him that long. <laughs> you know. I know, it's true. Okay. He doesn't even pick up. He's spineless. He runs from confrontation. Yeah. It's kind of a wuss. Your call is being forwarded oh, to a MyTel okay. voicemail system. We'll leave my voicemail. Hubbard Cafeteria. Hubbard Cafeteria. Is not available. Please leave a message at the oh. tone. When finished, you may hang up or press pound for additional options. Hubbard I'm Cafeteria. Uh, Hubbard. What are you? Uh, oh, I'm too busy to come get the phone. We're trying Listen, to make you Brian, a star. We've been there recently, man. That place is a ghost town. Without <laughs> us, you would have been shuttered and foreclosed weeks ago. Yeah, everyone's just picking up chips out of the vending machine. Yeah, man. We go there for the energy drinks and the beef sticks. But I love soup. We wanted to know what the soup was. Also, the salad on Monday was divine. Oh, yeah, it, it was, was divine. It was really great. Was Sorry that we blew up. Yeah, thanks. We love you. You're our we best friend. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. Oh, they only have two more shows left. Yes. So sad. Make sure you listen. I love you, man. I love you, bro.